Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, humans around this planet, humans outside of this planet, creatures and extraterrestrials. Also, welcome to this awesome show uh, brought to you by the people for the people you have reached the most awesome show in the universe. This is the First Amendment talk show. Again, brought to you by the people for the people. I am your host. It is an honor to be here. Uh, we've uh, brought back our co-host, which he's always um, always full of awesome uh, awesome information. Please help me welcome Dr. B. Yeah, thank you for having me here, Ace. Always a pleasure. And of no course, problem. thank you to our audience as well. Uh, you're always welcome on the show. And I am happy for all our listeners and the feedback we get. So I appreciate you all. Thank you very much. Fresh, fresh. Round of applause for that one. Thank you. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. So we've we've talked about a lot of uh, different topics in the in the past um, when it comes to political stuff and, you know, some fun things here and there. So today we're going to talk about um Something that's not too controversial, something that's not, you know, too depressing, but uh, a little bit more on the light side when it comes to the changes in California, um, which is, you know, at least right now, one of the more important states when it comes to all the political push and whatnot. But um, we want to maybe hopefully try to remind people of uh, what California really is. It's a beautiful place. It's full of mountains, full of sunshine and, you know, clean uh clean rivers here and there, um, fresh air. Um, so yeah, we want to kind of sort of Dr. B and I kind of sort of want to want to talk about, um, that subject. Um, if any of you want to jump in to the, the conversation, please let us know right now we're in Stitcher. We are in anchor. We are in Spotify. Leave us a little message. There is a little question and answer area around there as well. We have a Facebook page, a first amendment talk show, um, on Facebook, just go ahead and leave us a message there as well. Also, No Limit Minds with a Z, No Limit Minds with a Z at gmail.com, um, as well as our brand new YouTube channel, First Amendment Talk Show, where we upload our audio and um, little videos that we have for you. Uh, so you can message us there, you can comment there, follow us, and feel free to join the chat whenever you'd like. So without further ado, we'd uh, want to talk about California. What was California back in the 90s, back in the 80s, and what it is today? So what do you think about all that, all that stuff, Dr. B? You know, I think there have been a lot of big changes over the years. And, of course, uh, just to put that out there for our audience, both Ace and I, we are from Southern California. And, of course, not too far south, not, you know, San Diego. <laughs> And of course, we can't really give too much insight more on the like the Bay Area, you know, higher up, whether it's Central Valley or, you know, whether it's uh, Northern California, kind of near the capital, like, you know, San Antonio. Um, I mean, not sorry, Sacramento. Uh, sorry, misspoke there. So uh, with that said, you know, we are more around, of course, L.A., um, and I will put that out there for myself. I am not from Los Angeles. I am from the very humble and, you know, used to be very overlooked uh, 
you know, Inland Empire. And of course, I think Inland Empire had some of the most drastic changes um, overall. And really, for my experience of the IE, as some call it, um, you know, it really used to be kind of nothing, the nowhere place. Uh, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't, uh, you know, most people wouldn't hear about any of the names of the cities there on the news. Um, <laughs> and of course, you know, there were a few that would occasionally, you know, gain some notor notoriety, you know, such as San Bernardino for, you know, some of the crime that would go on there. But really, uh, Inland Empire, it really was a place of, you know, <laughs> there, there was no fame there. There was, you know, nothing <laughs> that really stood out about the place. It was a place that people really passed on by. Um, but of course, over the years, you know, Inland Empire, uh, you know, really grew from there. And one of the biggest things that changed the Inland Empire, especially around a city, uh, Marino Valley and even Paris, you know, there uh, has been a big expansion of warehouses there. Of course, I think with a lot of those warehouses, uh, you know, it drew in a lot of, you know, low-income people into the area. And, of course, over the years uh, with California, whether it was Los Angeles or, you know, any of those other bigger cities, you know, those places all became much more expensive. And with that in mind, you know, that kind of drove uh, some people out. And uh, with that it really brought, I mean, with them kind of leaving those bigger cities, they kind of, you know, would look around the Inland Empire and that place really grew because Inland Empire used to just be a desert. There wasn't much of anything. The towns didn't have a lot of people, uh, but, you know, expanded so quickly, houses grew everywhere. And of course, you know, not just other Californians moving in, but of course, immigrants, whether it's from Mexico or other places, or even people, you know, from other states so california has of course grown massively in you know its population density and of course more in recent years a lot of people are leaving california but despite all the people leaving there's still a lot of people you know coming back into california but i think uh for my experience in california there is definitely some big changes and especially in quality of life and of course, A, since you're, you know, from this same area, you know, would you say that's kind of a rough, rough estimate of your experience? Um, yeah, I, I would say, so. I would definitely say so. I think um, I, uh, I kind of miss the 90s in California. I know, you know, they say the, the, uh, the baby boomers that I speak to, uh, they do say that the 50s were pretty much the glory years of California. California used to be the best place to come and uh, live in. Um, this was, you know, 40 years ago. I, uh, I think California is a beautiful place. I think when it comes to weather, when it comes to um, just being out there, you enjoy the day, you know. Uh, and I think that's what kind of sort of killed it for a lot of us in Southern California, all the buildings, you know, because when when uh, well, we traveled to um, places like the San Bernardino Mountains and 
the close mountains that they have around here, the, the lakes that they have around here, uh, around California, like uh, Silverwood Lake, Arrowhead, and Big Bear, right? Um, you feel, uh, you get a feeling of, uh, of an escape from the city, you know? And a lot of people, I think they overlook that. Well, I mean, obviously, after the, uh, the whole quarantine uh, and the pandemic, everyone's trying to, you know, go out there, especially when nobody really had a, a job. Everyone tried to go out there and do something with their lives, right? So they'd go out and um, go to these places. But as far as, uh, you know, regular work days and regular life, I guess you can say, most people don't really, uh, don't really, don't really see, don't really look for that escape. Um, one of the reasons why I don't think, uh, why I think a lot of people don't look for that escape is because it's just so small, you know, um, for example, if you're in Oregon, if you're in Montana, if you're in Colorado, there's places, there's whole cities, you know, there's whole, um, uh, regions that are pretty much, uh, mostly, mostly forest, if not all forest, if it's all wilderness, you know, it's all nature. And, um, even though it could be dangerous to live in places like that, um, it, it, it kind of gives you serenity, you know, it gives you, it gives you a feeling of calmness uh, to be in these areas versus being in the big city. And I think um, California is probably one of the most infamous states in the U.S. when it comes to the city life, of course, other than New York and maybe Seattle, Washington, um, Portland, right, Portland, Oregon. Uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's both good and bad, right? Uh, it's both good and bad when when we talk about California because obviously we've we've become more advanced. We've we have nice things now, but I think um, it's kind of a it's kind of it's kind of a give and take because we've sacrificed pretty much what was natural and simple um, to live a life that's more comfortable and sometimes satisfying. Um, but yeah, California back in the nineties, it was a simple life. You know, I remember I used to go out and ride my bike with my friends and, um, and we'd go, you know, get $5 pizza from, from little Caesars. Right. And we'd go to the, the thrifty. I don't know if uh, you guys remember the thrifty, but it's, it changed its name. I think it's like, I don't even know what it is now, but it's, it's a new pharmacy old pharmacy but they changed owners and stuff so the thrifty used to they used to sell 10 cent ice cream um and it's it's crazy because nobody really went to go buy the ice cream i would have thought you know a lot of people uh would be in line buying that ice cream but it wasn't a lot of people and i think the reason for that is because things were more affordable back then so the only people trying to get 10 cent ice cream were were kids and teenagers and, and younger younger uh younger um humans you know but um i'm pretty sure if they sold 10 cent ice cream nowadays there would be a long ass line you don't even get one dollar ice cream anymore um so you know I, I don't i don't know i don't know if uh if i would give this up to get what i had before i think i would maybe obviously we wouldn't have you know technology like we do now but um you know, to go back in time and actually have that human connection with everyone, I think that was a beautiful thing. Um, what do you what do you think about all that, Doctor B? Would you uh, pretty much, if you had a chance to go back, would you would you give up all this you have now for, to go back? 
You know, I, I think I would too. And, you know, we kind of touched on this topic before in, well, a different, <laughs> entirely different topic and an entirely different episode about dating, how dating really changed. And, you know, in California, not just with dating, you know, there was a much stronger connection, you know, with your neighbors, people in your community, your family, everyone, um, you know. Uh, I mean, just as we talked about in our, one of our other episodes regarding dating, you know, you could go to, say, Knott's Berry Farm and, you know, it could be as simple as seeing someone else and smiling and then all of a sudden you're both ready to go on some rides together. Now it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you can't do that anymore. There's really no, I mean, it's hard to make that connection now with people. And I mean, there's people everywhere. So, you know, despite the increase in people everywhere, especially in California, you know, people are still in a way, um, you know, a little distant in some way, despite, you know, a lot of people going to clubs and bars and all that stuff, you know, because they're trying to meet people. But at the same time, I think people as individuals put up all these barriers. Um, and I think, you know, <laughs> um, the culture has definitely changed. Um, and that is maybe some reason, not just California, why so many people are disconnected. But, you know, especially over this pandemic, you know, COVID, um, and, you know, you and I, we went out to um, a hiking spot we, we'd occasionally go to, uh, you know, it was out past Ukaipa. Um, it was called Forest Falls. And so, you know, we would go out there and it would be pretty much a very private area. You know, you would drive through. They wouldn't get too many visitors. The only time they would get, you know, a decent amount of people was like during winter when it snowed. Uh, but really during the pandemic, uh, hordes and hordes of people went out. Uh, and they went out in the area. They trashed the place. There was graffiti on rocks. There were bottles everywhere. Um, you know, it was just, and I mean, a lot of these areas too were even people's property. And, you know, um, before when Ace and I would go there and hike around, sometimes we'd accidentally be walking through someone's property and we'd even know it. And we'd be like, oh shoot. And, you know, they'd just be waving high, you know. Um, and, you know, people were very hospitable. And then, you know, after that, people were putting up signs, putting up fences. They're like, we're going to tow away cars. Even for, you know, the area, the public parking areas for the, you know, the parks and recreation areas, um, they even put up, you know, um, they, they closed down parking areas <laughs> just to stop people from going up there. It was just, it was really a mess. So, you know, when it, it's kind of like, at how California is in general, um, because, you know, that was kind of, that was one of our several places that we go to for an escape when, you know, things got a little hectic and whatnot. But, you know, that's kind of how California is in general, because all the areas that just get a ton of people, all of a sudden, you know, the hospital, hospitability is, uh, you know, it, it goes away. People aren't as friendly. Um, people are less considerate of each other. It's just, you know, it, wherever you go, you see a little bit less of that. 
especially when you go more towards LA and other bigger cities, there's tons of people everywhere. And especially, you know, say you walk, walk around Santa Monica or something, it's, you know, there's tons of people that act really friendly, but at the end of the day, they're trying to get something out of you. They're trying to get a favor. So more so when you go somewhere big and highly populated, there will still be people that kind of act friendly, but you know, they're kind of just there to get something. Yeah. But uh, I definitely for agree. a question for yeah, a question for you, Ace, and of course the audience as well. You know, what are um, some of your experiences before maybe '90s or early 2000s, and of course, you know, post 2010 or even recently. You know, how did some of those experiences look when you know, uh, whether you know you came across uh i mean whether you met someone whether it's at a bar an amusement park or anything like that what kind of what, what is your general experience uh you know meeting new people and making those connections well personally uh through my experience um and this is just me folks i mean i, I know everyone has their own experiences so like i always say chime in let us know what your experience is uh, if you lived in the 90s, 80s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 40s, 30s, right? Um, if you're still, you know, here with us on Earth and you live and you, you know, you grew up before the 1900s, please let us know. We'd like to know. But um, through my experience, of course, I grew up in the 90s, um, partial 80s and, you know, obviously till now. And um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I mean, it's as honest as I can be, but the 90, 1999 was the last really good year. Um, we had a good run until 1999. I think the 2000s actually started getting more mainstream. Um, and I've always been about technology. I've always been a tech guy. But the thing is, uh, most people think I'm lying because I'm not about mainstream. I'm not about Twitter. I'm not about, you know, these mainstream platforms that you know people go on their event most of the time um not only that but even with like fashion right i'm not i'm not mainstream I, I do me you know i don't try to follow trends and that's why a lot of people think i'm um country or i'm uh what's it called contradicting myself when i say you know that i'm a tech i've always loved tinkering with technology and whatnot and i think back in the day when people were familiar with technology too much i was uh um, and I was, you know, tinkering with it. A lot of people would come to me for help. And, um, back in the, uh, 19, back in 1999, you know, when we started with those, when we had those big dinosaur computers in, in the library and they would take forever to load up and the noise was just unbearable. I loved getting on those things, you know, back when AOL was going on. I mean, I was always in the mix, right? Um, but then things started going downhill and it's just, um, I'm not about, you know, the whole Instagram and Snapchat stuff and just, you know, sitting there and looking at my phone for hours at a time. I do like going out there and, you know, walking, taking a walk, taking a hike and stuff every once in a while. Obviously I have to work still, so there's that, but on my free time, you know, I do like doing stuff that I used to do back in the past. Um, and obviously you, you all know, if you've heard my prior episodes about, you know, video games, you all know I'm a big uh, video game fan. 
Um, but everything's changed so much. I mean, including video games, you know, back in the day. So like Dr. B was saying, you know, uh, about Knott's Berry Farm, um, it was a big thing. Knott's Berry Farm in uh, Buena Park. Um, if you were in Fullerton, if you were in anywhere around Buena Park, you Knott's Berry Farm was the spot, right? Especially if you were like in junior high or high school. Obviously, when you're in elementary, you know, you look, you look for Disneyland and you're a kid. So, you know, you look for more kid stuff. But Knott's Berry Farm was like the thing growing up. And like Dr. B said, it, it's, uh, it was it was a, it was a very powerful connection that people had. Um, as a matter of fact, in one of my very many experiences in Osbury Farm, um, you know, just to to speak with people, um, in one of my experiences, you know, or a lot of my experiences, but for example, in one of them, I did um, make contact with uh, with a, with a girl. Right, we were in I believe high school or junior high, and. Um, yeah, it's crazy how like, you know, you don't even have to talk to people to actually build a connection. Um, back in the day, it was just a look, you know, and it was the little things that, that you noticed back in the day. Uh, for example, like today, we wouldn't even notice, you know, we wouldn't even know if uh, if if the girl likes us or the guy likes us and, or they're just acting so they can, you know, turn around and, 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 and report sexual harassment. Right. We don't know that. Nobody knows that. Um, the whole ghosting thing that I think ghosting is one of the most pathetic things anyone can ever do. And I know most females nowadays, they have no, they have no issue ghosting a person that they've been talking to, which is sad, you know, um, no heads up, no nothing. Um, back in the day, there was a little bit of drama, but I think that's the beauty of it. I mean, whenever you're with a person, um, and you break up, there's going to be at least a little bit of drama if, if, if either of you cared. Right. Um, but now it's just ghosting, you know, that's what, that's what, uh, most people do nowadays, which is, to me, it's kind of pathetic. But, um, yeah, back in the day, there was a little more drama, but, you know, it's, it was justified. It was, it was people caring about each other. There's issues going back and forth. I know with, um, with divorces, people would argue a lot. Is it healthy? No, but at least, you know, it kind of showed that they cared about each other, right? Versus just leaving, you know, just getting up and we got kids and everything. I know I'll see you later. I think the whole dedication part, Dr. B, that we have today is pretty much it's that or that we had before is pretty much absent today. I think um, that's what made the 90s so beautiful because everything we did meant something, you know, it meant something and it meant something big. Nowadays, whenever people do stuff, I mean, specifically younger, younger kids and stuff, it just it doesn't mean shit like it just they do it because they're bored, you know, and that's the worst that's the worst excuse you can use to do something because if you're doing something because you're bored, you really don't even want to do it. You're just doing it because that's, that's the only thing, other thing you can do if you're bored, right? Back in the day, we used to ride our bikes because we wanted to. Back in the day, you know, we used to go to Knott's Berry Farm because we wanted to, not because we were bored, but, you know, times have changed. I think the last uh, really, really good year in my experience was 1999. That's when um, you can go up to, you know, your classmate, if she's a girl, and give her a big hug, and she wouldn't feel some type of way, right? That's the year when we would, you know, just for comedy reasons, or comedy purposes, we would say, you know, uh, color jokes or gay jokes or fat jokes or skinny jokes, and everyone would laugh. Um, back in the day, people, people had bigger things to worry about than nothing, you know? Nowadays, people worry about absolutely nothing, things that you know, 
it's kind of like I'm going to give you a good example. So a lot of the people that have been protesting, a lot of the people that have been, you know, trying to change for the best, um, they look at one incident or they look at uh, an isolated incident that they've been through and they want to pretend like everyone's hurt. Um, for, as a matter of fact, the Redskins, a football team, um, you know, that's, uh, the Redskins have been a, a huge thing forever. You had um, Redskin fans with, uh, with jerseys and, you know, they were really into the Redskins. Um, but, you know, a couple of, a few people, a group of people decided that that was racist and um, I've actually talked to a lot of Native Americans and they had no problem with it. Um, it's, it's You can look it up on YouTube. There's videos, you know, talking about that stuff. And um, I remember I spoke to one of them and he said, "As no, it made me sad because um, that was my heritage. Like, you know, that was that was my team. And I understand, like, if they made a team that I can relate to, I'm pretty sure that would be my team as well. You know, this whole racist stuff, like, you know, uh, they call them the Karens, um, usually middle-aged women that want to save the world because they feel everyone's dying, but the only ones that are feeling some type of way is them. Um, and at the end of the day, the people that they're trying to save really need no saving, you know? Um, another thing is these microgroups are, are sticking their, their, their fingers or their, their, their whole hand in other people's cake. Now, if somebody feel, if somebody's a certain way and you don't agree with it, don't worry about it. You know, back in the nineties, you know, you had characters, you had people who were, you know, who were homosexual. You had people who were straight. You were, you had people who were black. You had people who were brown or had people who were big. You had people who were skinny, but that didn't matter because that made you who you are or that made you who you were. Nowadays, everybody has to be a certain way because there's so many people crying about things that they shouldn't. Um, and that's exactly why Dr. B or not maybe not the only reason why but that's the main reason by far that i believe that that our humanity and the connection that we had as humans pretty much died in 1999 so um yeah i mean it's it's crazy how you know time has changed i'm not complaining i'm still blessed as always uh and i'm not judging but i am noticing you know that just like everyone else does right I'm noticing all the changes and stuff. And again, I live a good life. You know, I have my friends, my family, my job, this awesome talk show that, you know, that has been created by the people that I love, which is humans. And um, yeah, Dr. B, I mean, what, uh, what, what, what better, what better uh, life can we have than the one we have now? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, you know just that there kind of, sums up the problem for a lot of uh you know californians and i mean people in general you know they really don't uh you know what's that other saying you know stop and smell the roses um you know there is just i mean a lot of people i think a lot the most biggest changes for california not just you know from the sole fact of how many people there are you know cost of living has gone up houses are really expensive and all these things it's just you know the connections you know people make with each other um you know how they live how they each live their lives and you know all those little things that you know everyone kind of takes for for granted you know because i mean earlier we 
I mean, especially, you know, for us growing up in California, it's always been, you know, somewhat expensive place, but a lot of it came down to all the little small things that, you know, uh, really made us who we are and really made the experience in California so enjoyable. Um, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I remember you used to tell me how, you know, um, you and your friends would literally just walk everywhere. And the amount of uh, misadventures you and your friends would get into and, you know, all the different people you would meet and all the new friends you'd end up making, it was just, uh, you know, it, it took such little effort. And now it takes so much effort to, you know, even really make a connection to anyone. And I mean, it's kind of weird because, you know, we all have phones and there's social media and you can pretty much connect to anyone, add someone as a friend or anything else like that, you know, with just a press of a button. <laughs> and, you know, even a lot of these apps too, they'll just, they'll even try to introduce you to, you know, other people like, oh, who to follow or who to add or recommend it or whatever, you know, each website calls it. But, you know, <laughs> there's just, there are just all these barriers in the way. And, you know, despite all these things, um, we just don't really have that connection anymore. And I don't think people are really, you know, living as fulfilling lives as, uh, you know, they used to. So I think we're kind of distracted and kind of sold a lot of these kind of illusions. Um, he's, I mean, especially, you know, whether it's the American dream or, you know, how whether people look at different celebrities and different lifestyles, you know, the, these things just aren't obtainable anymore. And I think, I mean, I think they honestly are obtainable, but, you know, that would just take people, you know, meeting each other, making more connections with them and, you know, things like that. But I think people really overlook those things. Uh, but with that said, I think, um, I mean, a question I have for you and the audience, uh, you know, if there was something, you know, we could change about the, you know, the culture or, you know, uh, you know, our perspective, or if there was something we could introduce, you know, what would that be to kind of change people's hearts and minds, you know, and start to you know kind of make california that place that we used to you know really uh love and appreciate oh man dr b there's so many things dude first of all what i would do if i had the power to do so what i would do is i would i would take out um i would pretty much uh disintegrate all of the micro groups all these little groups that are running around pretending like they're trying to protect, you know, their race, their gender, their, their sexuality and this and that they're really not. Um, they're pretty much your, your, your normal everyday average person that, you know, that is around usually has more support for females and, um, and people of other races and even your sexuality, like it's really none of our business, but you know, we don't mind. Um, I think these microgroups are dividing everyone without everyone even even knowing, right? And that's what's sad because a lot of these people who 
relate to a lot of these uh, victims, I want to say, who relate to these microgroups, whether it's color, gender, or sexuality, um, they believe that they're the same because of those, those reasons, but they're very different. There's a lot of good people that are being pulled into those groups. Not only that, but there's a lot of things that I've seen in the science, the, the, uh, the um, what's it called, the science groups the, um, and the religious groups that are pulling people to become a certain way, you know? And I've always said the beauty of a human is, is the beauty of each person um, is that each person is its, its own person, you know? And, and I can't stress that enough. Like each person is their own world. Like your world is your story. You don't have to be like somebody else just because, you know, so-and-so told you on TV. You don't have to wear ripped jeans just because other people wear it. I mean, if you're going to wear ripped jeans, wear them because, you know, that's who you are. If you're going to wear, you know, whatever's trending, whatever Kim Kardashian's wearing, I mean, then that pretty much hurts your own character because you're trying to be someone you're not. And at the end of the day, like I said in a previous episode, um, every human in this world, uh, over time, they see BS in other humans. You know, they see... Um, they see they see patterns in you that aren't consistent and that just confuses the hell not only out of us everyone else but yourself so be yourself man i mean we all have a character don't try to be someone you're not i think that's one of that's the main thing i would take out all these groups um it's a very controversial topic but i uh i'm thinking you know when it comes to race when it comes to the different geographical um areas in the planet and people people uh, relate to them i think that's another double-edged sword because it, you know culture language and different ge geographical uh even tribes that are out there right now in africa and in remote places it's a beautiful thing to learn from them and take pride and in, in who they are but i think it could also also cause a lot of division um so it is a double-edged sword. Um, I do believe language is 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 great, but I think it almost it also limits us a lot when it comes to our growth as humans, not as you know Americans, Mexicans, uh, Africans. You know, when you start labeling things, you start limiting those things to what the label says, and that's it. Um, that's why I've had this argument with a, with a lot of uh, individuals in the LGBTQ community who um, make it their life to let other people know that they're gay, you know? And I told one of them, I was like, well, I mean, to me, you're, you're, you're more than that. You know, to me, you're a very complicated person, but that's the way we all are. And uh, they got pretty upset and they were arguing with me, you know, telling me that I was homophobic and this and that, but um, that's what people see nowadays. You know, they, they see people who aren't like them or who aren't, you know, trying to fight the good fight, I guess you can say um as bad but in reality like i i literally just told that person that they're more than just a uh a, a gay guy you know <laughs> but i guess that compliment didn't go very far did it um and that's just what they're trying to put in our heads you know that's why i i mentioned earlier that the 90 1999 was the last good year because we've been so indulged and so deep deep um so deeply in this political crap you know, where if you don't if you don't follow certain things, you're going to be canceled. And um, 
that's the biggest group I would cancel. Obviously, the cancel culture is basically a whole culture. It's not even a group. It's a culture. It's a variety of people in different groups, right? I think cancel culture is the virus. Um, I think once we do, I mean, I don't want to say once because I don't think it's going anywhere. But if I did have a choice, I would cancel the cancel culture and go back to the good times when people didn't get butt hurt about everything. Um, that would be the first step, Dr. B, just canceling the cancel culture and all these micro groups who are secretly dividing, um, sadly, their own kind or the people they say that, you know, they're trying to protect against everyone else, the whole world. I think we just have to come together. And, um, you know, if we can do anything to, to, to help, um, we should, you know. That's why Dr. B and I created this talk show because we want to bring everyone together. doesn't matter who you are. We don't care who you are. Um, you could be Jesus Christ or you could be Hitler, Adolf Hitler. You could be anyone in between. doesn't matter. I think every human can be a good person. But as long as we are following all these things that we see, um, turn on CNN and you see all this hate everywhere, right? Go outside. Go to Walmart and let me know how many people are fighting because one is black and one is white. Let me know. You'd be surprised. Not a lot. But they're trying to stick all this in your head, you know. Um, back in the 90s, I know we grew up um, doing what we love doing, regardless of, you know, anything that was uh, on. Obviously, you know, everyone, um, there has always been trends, but I believe the trends today are very, very toxic. So that's what I would do, Dr. B. I would pretty much cancel the cancel culture and pretty much every group that's under that group and um, just let humans be humans, you know. I think that's the best way to go back and, you know, just look at a person you like. And if they smile and they, and they wink, obviously, you know, you're good to go, man. You're good to go. Go talk to them, get their number, do what you got to do. Um, they're not, they're not gonna, you know, file for sexual abuse or harassment, right. Just because you winked at them or, you know, looked at them for more than five seconds. Right. But yeah. Like, what do you think? What do you think uh, could be a big and very good change when it comes to going back to the good ages? Oh, that is, <laughs> I mean, that was a very tough question that I posed myself where I actually do not, I mean, I honestly don't know the, the answer to that. I mean, there are just so many different things to address. And of course, I do think, you know, whether it's cancel culture and, you know, just kind of, you know, the general obsession, especially from the media about, you know, this group and that group, they're the bad guys. These are, you know, I, those sweeping generalizations the media tends to make, you know, I don't think that's good at all. That absolutely needs to be addressed. But, you know, I mean, it, with how things used to be back then, it was just all across the board where things were pretty good, whether it was, you know, from dating to finding work to, you know, how things, you know, how much a house costed, um, you know, raising a family, just all, all across the board, it was good. So I think there are just a lot of things to address, but more so in terms of culture um, and, you know, everyone's attitude, I do think um, not just the cancel culture needs to be addressed, but also the, you know, I guess the, uh, whether it's, more hookup culture and only fans and stuff like that. I do think that really needs to get addressed um, big time. Cause I do think if we <laughs> round of applause. Yeah. 
<laughs> I do think if we really address that to where, um, you know, people care a lot more about, you know, raising a family and staying together, I think that'll lead to everyone caring a lot more about their community. Um, and of course, everyone else around us. I mean, there's kind of like a hierarchy. I mean, when things go bad, people are going to tend to care a little bit less about, you know, just random strangers, you know, in the same state they live in. They're going to start to care more about, you know, just their friends, their relatives or family. And then when things get, you know, even more drastic and, you know, a little more dangerous, now people will then be like, okay, I, I mean, I care more immediately about, you know, just my family and my children than this, you know. So I think there is kind of like a hierarchy to, you know, when things go bad, you know, you'll start to care for those around us. But I think the same can be said in the reverse. So if we kind of make a strong foundation for, you know, supporting our families and, you know, supporting those closest to us, um, if everyone can have that strong foundation, that'll then start opening us to be like, okay, you know, our neighbors, our friends, let's care a lot more about them. And then, you know, <laughs> beyond that, okay, how about, you know, everyone else within our community and everyone else that lives in our state, I think, um, you know, if we can address uh, that, you know, we can make a really strong foundation because at this point, uh, most people, uh, <laughs> I mean, especially a lot of young people, um, having that strong foundation of, I mean, you know, supporting their family, that's just not there. I mean, we can look at divorce rates, uh, you know, people are marrying much later when they do get married. <laughs> and of course, you know, especially amongst the younger crowd, you know, people are dating each other left and right and it lasts only a few weeks. And <laughs> it's not really, uh, you know, a meaningful connection anyway. So it's kind of, uh, you know, when we look at people that just don't really care about their family, I mean, you'll, you'll go online and you'll see posts. I just saw a post yesterday too. Um, and this was on Twitter and it was, there was this toddler just walking in the room and the mom had her own, you know, stripper pole in her room and she was doing a twirl on it and kicked her daughter in the face and didn't even wow. you know, care otherwise. And I'm like, you know, I mean, you don't have to ask, where's the dad in the situation? What? How do you, how, to... let me ask the audience how they feel about that. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, when you look at, you know, these people that just, <laughs> I mean, they're not really supportive of their own children and their own family, you can't expect them to care about their neighbor. You can't expect them to care about their community or everyone else around them. They these, So we kind of got to get out of the, I just care about myself. So I do think that is a, another big component to address um, and aside from, you know, cancel culture. So that would be kind of my answer to that. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, though, there's so many, there's so many things. I mean, the whole okay, so let me know what you what you think about this, Doctor B. The whole ghosting thing. What, what the hell? Like what, what, what's up? What's up with what's up with people's in people's minds, Doctor B? When it comes to this whole ghosting crap, like I think, in my opinion, I think that's one of the most pathetic things you can do as a human. You know, it's disrespectful. You really don't care about the other person. You 
you just it's kind of like watching a really good movie right and then in the middle of the movie it just cuts off and like you just don't know what the hell happened right but what do you think about all that yeah i do think uh you know when it comes to ghosts that was never uh you know i mean that was always a tough thing for anyone to deal with especially when they made a connection with someone else and you know back in the day i mean <laughs> not met you know e even if people had cell phones most of the time you know people would they would meet in person talk to each other in person they would really spend a lot of time of course in person and now i think because we have just every, mostly everything is online it's just really i mean it's easy for people to just be like okay you know what i'll just block them on everything and you know that's kind of it and i think uh you know a lot of these people they've probably had it done to themselves and they can easily do it to others so i do think for a lot of these people um you know they just do it casually it's something very casual for them it's not a big deal to them even if it kind of happens to them maybe they will be a little hurt and be like oh okay but you know now it's it's something that happens really often now um at least what i hear um but you know for ghosting it, it's never been something i've done or anything like that i always i've always been up front you know whenever there's been someone you know, I would talk to, but then it turns out, you know, I just wasn't really feeling it. I was really interested in him. I'd tell him like, Hey, you know what? I'm just, I just don't feel this way about you. We can be friends. Uh, if not, that's cool too. You know, th that'll be that. But I think, uh, for a lot of these people, it's just, Oh, okay. You know what? I'm not really feeling something. And I mean, <laughs> what gets to a lot of people too, and kind of what gets to me about ghosting nowadays too, is, you know, whether you could be talking to someone and everything is going right. Um, you think, okay, wow, you know, I've made a new friend or maybe someone else could be like, okay, you know what? I think, uh, you know, I'm really starting to like this person. And then, you know, the next minute you could maybe say something or do something and they'll just fixate on that. And it's like 90% of the time they spent talking to you, whether, whether, you know, they did meet you in person or on the phone or, wherever you know they'll just be like oh no okay i'm gonna go on to the next person <laughs> and it'll just be that so you know um it could be the tiniest little thing that could result in someone ghosting you <laughs> so it's uh you know i i think at the same time this has made people a little more conservative very reserved <laughs> you know not too not too trusting so <laughs> you know I think it's it hasn't been beneficial to <laughs> to anyone, but I mean it's one of those things you know if someone wants to go with someone, I mean they're just gonna do it. It's it's not illegal, <laughs> but you know I do think it's something that's kind of shitty, and you know it's probably led to you know a lot of people keeping their guard up more, and because they keep their guard up more you know, maybe, maybe they tend to be less trusting and more open to ghosting people themselves. So, you know, I think it's probably something that feeds into itself. And um, with the online, you know, with how much online stuff is now, it's, it's just something that's kind of here to stay. Um, and it's not for the better, but I just don't see it going anywhere. I don't, I don't see people kind of, uh, you know, changing that.
Yeah, I agree. So this brings up this question. That brings up this question for all you folks out there who want to answer this question or have any comments, feedback on this question. Let us know. Again, we're on Stitcher, Anchor, uh, Spotify. We're also on Gmail. No Limit Minds with a Z at gmail.com. Facebook. Uh, we have Facebook. Uh, what is it called? Messenger. You can message us there. It is First uh, First Amendment Talk Show on Facebook. And we also have a brand new YouTube uh, channel that is still on the works. But there's, uh, there's a question that's been uh, plaguing my mind for a while. Uh, the definition of being part of society. I don't know uh, if you've ever heard that term, Dr. B, but um, I've heard it many times. I've heard it. I've heard adults tell little kids constantly um, to be part of society. Now, you can take that in many ways. Um, you can take that as, you know, being part of the big picture. You can take that as, you know, giving back to the community. You can take that as, you know, taking from the community. You can take that as, you know, creating something, uh, you know, something that defines you and adding it to the uh, to society, right, to the community. Um, for the most part, Dr. B, like, what, what, what do you think about that term um, when they tell you as a child, um, I'm doing this so you can be a vital uh, piece of society, so you can be part of society? What do you think about all that? Um, you know, I mean, I think every individual person, of course, is a vital, vital piece of society. And, you know... Um, whether, I mean, compared to the 90s and now, there are going to be changes everywhere you go. Whether, you know, you're still in California, if you're in another place, there are, things are going to change, things are going to get more expensive, uh, things will get crowded. Uh, but I think people miss the point that, you know, um, we are, you know, all in this together. And as individuals, you know, we each play a vital role in that. And I mean, I guess when you zoom out on things, you know, it seems like we're not all, you know, too important, kind of just a drop in the bucket. But, you know, what what keeps things going is just, you know, how, you know, <laughs> it, whether we, we go outside our front door and we decide, okay, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make things a little more positive around me, you know, and it, it doesn't have to cost anyone any money or anything like that. But, you know, I, I think there are some, there's a different perspective of that because, you know, whether it's more our elites, and, you know, people kind of way up there that try to, you know, control things. They always tell us, oh yeah, you're, you know, we are all so important, but, you know, <laughs> when they try to tell people they're important, you know, they try to influence, you know, whether it's for their vote, their behavior or something else. So, I mean, I think we do play an important role in certain things. And I think us as humans, we have, you know, different capabilities and things that we can accomplish. And I think we need to really focus on those things because we do play an important role in that stuff. But, you know, whether it's the media and, you know, the elites or, 
you know, whatever else telling us, oh, you play this important role. So you guys, you know, got to go out there and keep wearing your mask and protest and all this other bullshit. No, don't listen to that stuff, you know. So I think there is a lot of uh, a lot of smoke out there, a little hard to, you know, it can be a little difficult for people to sort these things out and figure out, okay, you know, what what can I do to make a positive change, you know, to my community, to my family, to everyone around me. And I think, you know, just making those connections um, and being kind to people. I mean, for me as someone, uh, you know, I mean, I love, you know, spending way too much money going to restaurants and dining out. And I mean, whenever I go to one, you know, I always tip a lot. And I mean, I and when I do it, I'm not, you know, tipping because, you know, this whole I want to, you know, make a, you know, I want better service or some shit, you know, I'm just, I do it because I want to make someone's day. <laughs> um, you know, I'll see someone that's either stressing out and they're just really busy. And it's like when you leave that little extra or do a little extra for someone else and whether they made a mistake or messed up, it just, you know, uh, you know, it'll just, that little thing could be that extra motivation just kind of change their day make them a little more positive because i think uh you know for me i kind of think if i can be a little more if i can be positive and go out there kind of make someone's day it's kind of like a i i guess an infection <laughs> so i mean i think too many people out go out there and they're way too negative and that kind of spreads and it makes one person negative and the next one and the next one so you know i kind of tried to do the opposite do something nice for someone hope, you know, in turn, you know, they do something nice for someone else. And, you know, uh, I mean, of course that's not going to be the case for everyone. You know, he could go around be nice to everyone or some, you know, <laughs> just not going to win everyone over, but that's okay. And, but I mean, with, with, with that said, you know, I, I hope that people still look at, you know, the bigger picture and see that everyone else, they go through the same struggles as us. Uh, we're all in the same hole together trying to get out. I mean, if you see someone, you know, on their way trying to climb out, don't, you know, don't pull them by the leg and pull them back down. <laughs> you know, don't do that. <laughs> and of course, you know, uh, what everyone is struggling. It's okay to not, you know, have to go out of your way and do things for you know, other people all the time like that. I'm not telling people just be completely charitable and, you know, give money away or give your time away. I mean, you are important. Your family is important. You got to take care of those things first. But, you know, if there's, you know, something that you could do with it and it, and it doesn't have to cost you any money or anything like that, but, you know, if you see someone else and you can do something positive that, make a little impact for them, you know, go ahead and make, you know, be, you know, that what, um, what's that, uh, phrase be, be the change you want to see. I know that's a little cliche and, you know, obnoxious, but you know, I mean, I, I kind of do buy into that. Um, I, at least maybe today, cause I've had a few drinks before the show. So maybe I'm a little more, uh, a little more positive. <laughs> More positive than Asian, but you know, I think uh, we all do need to spread that, uh, you know, 
spread that positivity and hope that, you know, it affects others and, you know, keeps going around because uh, I think we could definitely use that. Right on, right on. So I definitely agree. Um, again, for all you folks out there who want to chime in, please feel free to do so. I want to tell you something uh, that, I, that I believe was uh, is a big difference between the 90s and not even the 90s, even uh, two years ago, right? Maybe even three years ago to today. Um, so in the 90s, we would address, we were, we were really good not only at addressing problems, but fixing them. Uh, today, because of a certain agenda or certain agendas, uh, we notice the problems, but we want we make them worse so you know we can fight amongst each other, right? Um, before, you know, psychologists, if they saw some sort of trauma or some sort of um, I don't know delusion that people were having, even drug problems, you know, there was interventions. There's people um, hotlines where you can get help. Today. I believe we let our our delusions and our our thoughts that don't belong in our mind to run wild. And the difference between the nineties and today is that in the nineties when somebody when somebody was a criminal, right? And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about small time. I'm not talking about misdemeanor. I'm talking about a criminal who, you know, who holds people up, right? A criminal who shoots people, a criminal who is most for the most part a bad guy or a bad girl back in the day we would acknowledge that and we would take care of it right um usually with time sometimes with you know death row whatever the case may be but i believe that's the difference with then and today today we kind of applaud to it we kind of encourage it um not too long ago there was a a young lady, she was like 16 or 15, maybe even 14. I, I don't recall her, her, her exact age, not too long ago. And she became famous because she went on a show and she told her mother to meet her outside. Basically, I'm going to kick your ass. This is her own mother, right? Now, when I was growing up, that little girl would have gotten her ass kicked. And not just by one person, by many. And she'd be lucky if she would survive the ass beating by mobs of people that are telling you to respect your parents. I believe that the delusion that we've been having since the 2000s, it's, it's nuts, man. It's, it's like we don't know where respect is anymore. Our children are going to grow up to be complete, uh, complete robots that have no feeling because we as parents, we're not, we're not doing enough to let them know that, you know, we all have to respect each other, right? And um, that's that's a perfect example to, you know, that that tells you where we're at in society. That girl, I mean, if you guys haven't seen her, I'm pretty sure most of you have. Look her up. Um, and she became famous, you know. Back in the day, she would have gone through interventions, you know. She would have gone through interventions, maybe even jail time, because of we don't know what she did in the in the uh, behind the scenes, right? She said she would get in fights and this and that. I don't know her, so I don't know. But back in the day, we would fix things, you know. We would fix things that were broken, people that were broken. And today we encourage it like, like it's a good thing. Um, to each their own. You know, I'm not judging those who actually encourage their children to be like her. But if we do want to fix something, we have to realize that it starts with us. It doesn't start with the world. You cannot save the world if you don't save yourself first. Um, that is why, Dr. B, I say that 1999 was one of the best years um, growing up 
right? Again, I'm not complaining. I'm still blessed as always. You know, the uh, the the powers to be have blessed me with all kinds of goodies, even though I may or may not deserve them. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the 90s were a great year um, for any of you. Again, for any of you who think that, you know, they were the best years of your life, the best uh, decade. Uh, for any of you who have anything, anything at all about the 90s, the toys that you used to play with, the, the cartoons you used to love, right? The um, the way you used to date and the difference between dating then and now, let us know, man. The talk is infinite. The possibilities of talking about any topic, and I mean any topic, are infinite. You bring up one word here on the show, and we will talk about it. I promise you that. Um, so, Dr. B, anything else you have for these folks? Yeah, just a recap, um, you know, just remember that, you know, we're all, we are all in this together. Uh, we're all kind of struggling to make it, make it through, uh, especially these hard times. Uh, things are tough for everyone. And, you know, you don't have to give much of anything to anyone. Um, but if you just notice that, you know, <laughs> someone else is struggling a little bit or, you know, uh, maybe there's someone that could really use some advice, whether, you know, it's about what they should do in life or, you know, how they could be a better person than others, you know, it could just be as little as you sitting down and talking to someone, you know, if we can make those connections with other people, um, especially when things get tough, you know, I think that'll go a long way, um, more than anyone could think. And of course, that's why we have this show to really get people on and, you know, let the world know what you, they have to say. We want to hear your ideas. The world wants to hear your ideas. And I think, you know, we could make some positive changes. Uh, so let your voice be heard. Come on the show. We'd be happy to have a conversation with you. Right on, right on. I definitely agree. Um, and of course, I left you all with a little message prior to Dr. B's message, and I, I stand by it. Um, always love and respect. Love and respect go a very long way. And um, don't stress out. I mean, stressing out, that's for fools, you know? That's for fools. Why would you stress out? Yeah, it's okay to, you know, think about things and get things done, but stress is no good for nobody, so don't stress out. Um, don't fear that don't fear chatting with other people as well. I've actually come across a lot of people who who fear talking on the show because they they're not used to it anymore. Back in the day, you know, people would sit down and talk with their beer, with their coffee, with their tea. Right. Um, people just aren't used to that no more. Um, so I encourage all of you to come on, uh, come on to the show. You don't have to go nowhere. You can do it virtually. You can do it through your phone at the comfort of your own home. Um, and trust me, there's going to be no canceling here. This show is strictly anti cancel culture. So come on in, tell us your, your thoughts, because like Dr. B said, uh, you do matter. So uh, sadly, we do have to let you go until the next time, until the next episode. Hopefully you join us again. Follow us in our six platforms right now. If there's any other platform you'd like uh, for us to be in, any podcast, um, any podcast platform or talk show po uh, platform that you'd like us to be on, that you're on, uh, let us know. Let us know in the comments, send us a good message, and we will sure to be on there in the near future. So thank you all again for coming. Love you all. Respect and God bless.